Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now let's get to the National League. Let's start with the Who Cares series, Milwaukee, Arizona. Um, I think I'm rooting for the Brewers, and I'm not sure why. Because Milwaukee succeeding doesn't do anything for David Stearns. You know, uh, Joe, Joe Beningo and I disagree fundamentally about David Stearns. He thinks he's just a geek. I don't want this guy. What does he ever want? He does the whatever is he won card, very similar to Billy Bean. And what I say to him is, look, he hasn't won a championship, but he's built good teams. He's had sustained success. And that means something. If the Brewers win the World Series... In 2023, is that changing our argument? Like, well, they did win a World Series now. He has put the pelts on the wall, even if he isn't currently with the team. He built the team. The answer is not really. Now, the selfish nature of this, and this is going to be a common thought in people's mind, is, well, what if the Brewers win the World Series or they get knocked out immediately? How does that impact Craig Council? I don't think it does. I got to tell you, I don't think it does. Craig Council has not signed a contract extension. Do you think his decision to stay or leave Milwaukee is going to be affected by what happens here? Like they get knocked out in the first round. He's going to want to come back. They win the World Series. He's going to want. I don't think it makes any difference. I think if he wants to leave, he's going to leave. No, well, I, I, I disagree with you. If they win a World Series, if they win a World Series, I feel like it's easier if because if he doesn't want to be a baseball if he wants to take a break because that's that's something that we talked about uh right. a, a couple of podcasts ago if he has the urge to come back maybe it would be to stay with milwaukee rather than just go to the mets rather than start fresh somewhere else maybe he wants to try to quote unquote build a dynasty i, I don't know his freaking motivation so if they win a world series i think that definitely affects craig council's decision on if he stays with Milwaukee or not, depending on if he wants to be in baseball next year. How does it impact? Wait, so you're saying if they win the World Series, he's more likely to take the year off? No, he's more likely to, more likely to stay. If more he, likely it, to stay. It's less likely he'll be a Met if he, they win a World Series. And the story, regardless, because either he's taken off of baseball or if he comes back, he's going to be what he wants to stay with Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Asa McMahon wrote us an email, longtime listener from Ithaca, New York. With the season long over, I want to root for the Brewers and the Orioles. The Orioles are his grandfather's team to make a long run in the postseason. My question is, what if the Brewers won the World Series? How do you think it affects the Mets managerial search? I know you're a history buff, but maybe there's a prior precedent of a manager leaving for another job following a World Series victory. Interesting. Um... I think I recall Dusty Bay. It's not winning the World Series. But Dusty Baker leaving the Giants after 2002 when they won the National League pennant 
and then managing the Chicago Cubs one year later. That's winning the pennant, though. That's not winning a World Series. Winning a World Series and then not managing the team the following year. Yeah, they usually stay on. Like that, that That's usually the, the thing. Either they retire, which is still rare, or they stay on. I'm not even on. counting that one because, yeah, like that makes sense. But I'm trying to think of a manager leaving after winning the World Series. All right. I'm going to think about this. Can you Google that, by the way, Pete? What if we Google it? Do you think the answer will come up? <laughs> I'm not sure. As far as the Diamondbacks are concerned, I mean, the least offensive National League team. So for all the other National League teams that we don't like for a myriad of reasons, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Miami, Los Angeles, the Diamondbacks and the Brewers are two franchises taking away the debate on Craig Council and how it impacts him. Those two teams we don't dislike. Like, I can't imagine any Met fan who dislikes the Brewers or the Diamondbacks. We've had our battles with both of those teams in the past. Obviously, Arizona back in 1999 in the NLDS. But if our overwhelming hatred towards those other teams exists, and they do for me, I would be thrilled with either the Diamondbacks or the Brewers getting to the the World Series. That's why when the seeding broke down the way it did, I was disappointed. Because I would rather have... Arizona against the team I don't like, let's say Philadelphia, and Milwaukee against the team I don't like, let's say Miami. And that came very close to happening. And then to me, it would have been pretty straightforward for all of us. Instead, you got Diamondbacks Brewers, which who cares who wins? Like we may watch the series, but does it matter who wins? Then you get to Miami, Philadelphia. This pisses me off because I hate both franchises. And we went over... Our long history with the Marlins, them sticking it to us in 2007, sticking it to us in 2008. The fact that the Marlins are like blaming the Mets for the rain delay issues from a week ago. Go F yourself. I mean, like, screw the Marlins. And there are 55 fans that decided to invade City Field late last week. So I don't like the Marlins. I, mean, I don't know how you can. The stupid art structure in the outfield. is Everything about the Marlins is obnoxious. But then you have the Phillies. They're the effing Phillies and those fans who I respect. Like, here's the weird thing about the Phillies. And this is the only National League fan base I'll say this about. I won't say it about those scumbags down in Atlanta. I won't say it about the L.A. fans. I can't stand them either. I respect the Philly fan. I really do. They get very loud assistance Bank Park. They're very similar to us. They're a passionate fan base. Now, they've gotten a little softer the whole Let's cheer Trey Turner when he sucks. Yeah, whatever. But for the most part, if you kind of peel that part away, Philly is like us, except they win more, (laughs) except they win a lot more. But I respect their fans. With that said, let's go Marlins. With all that said, let's go Marlins, because the Philly fan, when they win, much like us, get very, very obnoxious. We don't get to hear the end of it. So at least if the Marlins can knock them off, we just eliminate the fill. We don't have to hear about them ever again. But here's the problem with all this. The winner faces the Braves. And the Braves are like the devil's team. Like if the devil exists, and maybe he does, I don't know. If the devil exists, he'd be a Brave fan. They are a dirty, disgusting franchise. So... Have we entered the world where we root for anybody over the Atlanta Braves? Like, Met fans, last year, I admit this, 
I rooted for the Phillies against the Braves when they played each other in the NLDS. No, I take that back. I rooted for the Braves over the Phillies. What did I just say? I rooted for the Braves over the Phillies. I couldn't stand the Phillies, the city of Philadelphia, all that. I said, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and my friend was Atlanta. And obviously, the Phillies beat the Braves, so it didn't exactly work out. And so I thought, hey, the joke's on all of us. We were in this great pennant race with Atlanta, and then ultimately, we both got knocked out early. Like, misery loves company. So I rooted. Wait, I'm confusing myself. What the hell did I root for last year? I rooted for the Braves. But after they lost, I rationalized that, hey, misery loves company. I'm losing my mind. I, I hate these two teams so much. I get confused. This year, what the hell are we supposed to root for? The juggernaut Braves to move on to the National League Championship Series or for the Phillies to go on another miracle run? That's why we have to root for the Marlins. Because if the Marlins beat the Phillies and the Marlins beat the Braves, we can look at it and say, ah, you know what? What a joke this whole thing is. That's the Marlins. They got hot like they always do. 1997, 2003, whatever. Like, I will live more peaceful in my world with the Braves and the Phillies gone out of the NLCS than, like, the Marlins being there is whatever. So let me me just try to frame this the right way. And we can all fight amongst ourselves. In the power ranking of teams I prefer to see from that side of the bracket, In the National League Championship Series, I'd go Miami number one. God damn it. I can't decide between the Braves and Phillies. I confuse myself. The Braves number two and the Phillies number three. And I I think the reason why I lean towards the Braves, I can't see these stinking fans get excited again. These Philly fight. You know what? Screw it. I'm taking the, the Phillies over the Braves. I can't decide. I can't decide between these two freaking franchises. Pete, who the hell would you root for between the Braves and the Phillies? All right, I, I, I hate you. Make a decision so I can go follow it. I will go Phillies, and it's based off of I like Zach Wheeler. I don't like many of the guys on the Braves. Like I just don't like them. Like Acuna Jr. is a special player, but I don't like Marcelo Zuna. Right? Like Marcelo Zuna is a piece of shit. So there you go. That's easier to not like him. I don't like Travis Darno playing well. I do, I do kind of like Trey Turner a ton. I like um, Bryce Harper a little bit. There's some guys I actually like, so I think that instance is more about the players I can appreciate, and I say, you know what, you you deserve a championship. But by, by the I way, I don't like the Braves ever. If we broke it down by players, I'd agree with you. The players would make it easier. I find the Braves to be more douchey than the Phillies. So I'd agree with you on that. I I really, I go back and forth on this. I think that's the way I felt last year too. But but I will tell you, hold on, but I'll tell you this much. If this was years ago, if this was the 2007, 2008 Phillies, I'd say F that. I don't want to see them anywhere close to a, a world. So it's it's it, that's that's what it comes down to. It's about right now the the, the team itself. <laughs> I don't like the Phillies. I never will, but I can live with this Philly squad. All right, I've made a final decision. I disagree. I'm rooting for the Braves because <laughs> I, this is it. Final call. Here's why. It's the toilet bowl theory. It's why when the Yankees play the Phillies or the Braves in the World Series, I would ultimately root for the Phillies or the Braves. 
I don't want to live in a town where the Yankees won a World Series and I got to deal with them every single day. The Phillies geographically are closer to us. Our boss is a Philly guy. No matter what he says, our boss is a Philly guy. We have to live with a Philly guy every single day. And even if he's not openly rooting for the Phillies or even claiming to be a Philly fan, there are people like us who work or know Philly fans more so than they know Brave fans. Atlanta, Georgia is like another world. It's like another country. Remember when they tried to be their own country? <laughs> that was 160 years ago, but you know what I mean. Um, so I'm going to root for the Atlanta Braves. Just get the Phillies out of here. Just get them the F out. I don't want to deal with their fans. I don't want to deal with Philadelphia having any success. And I don't want to risk the fact that the Phillies could get to the World Series. Like, I don't want that. Now, we've already dealt with the Phillies and Braves being in the last two World Series, which is just mind-numbing that we've had to deal with that. All right, so we sorted through that. On the other side of the bracket, it's really about who the hell can knock off one of these Eastern Division bastards. So it's the Dodgers. You know, as flawed as the Dodgers are pitching-wise, though Clayton Kershaw is healthy and ready to go, uh, it's them. And the Dodgers being in a World Series, something we haven't seen since 2020, Obviously, they were in 2018. They were in 2017. They've won plenty of pennants. Get him back in. It's been a while. It's been a while since we saw Clayton Kershaw crap in the bed in the postseason. Like, we need that in the World Series, that is. So, I look, would I prefer to see the Brewers or the Diamondbacks in the World Series? Sure. If you told me right now Milwaukee's in the World Series or Arizona's in the World Series, sign me up. But I don't think that's realistic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So I think, unfortunately, we got to hitch our wagons to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I don't like the Dodgers, but my dislike for them is far less than my dislike for the Atlanta Braves or for the Philadelphia Phillies. If they played the Marlins, if it was Dodgers-Marlins, I could talk myself into saying, you know what? Let the Marlins go on a fluky run. I think I could talk myself into that. But then again, that's probably a really bad idea. Because think about this. 2019, Nationals in the World Series. 2021, Braves in the World Series. 2022, Phillies in the World Series. Could you imagine if we are living in a world in which every team in the National League East has been in a World Series in the last four years or five years? That'd be crazy. So, no. yeah. I, I that would actually kill me, especially since we were in the playoffs <laughs> last year with 101 wins and we missed by that much. I, I could not deal with that. But I will say this much. I, I the safest World Series is the one that you miss in all, all like like Baltimore, Miami, but not Baltimore, Miami, Baltimore, Arizona, or like like Blue Jays, Arizona is so safe. Why do we want to skip over Arizona? No, no, Arizona or Milwaukee is fine. They are the preferred teams to get out of the National League. That's why I said at the top, it's annoying that they're playing each other. I, I wish they were separated on the bracket so we could sit back and have a relaxing <laughs> National League championship series. But we're going to be stressed because there's going to be a National League Eastern Division team in the NLCS. 
There just is. Because the entire bracket is Philadelphia, Miami, Atlanta. One of those three teams is going to the National League Championship Series. So ultimately, I am rooting for an Orioles-Brewers or an Orioles-Diamondbacks World Series. That's what I'm rooting for. By the way, did you find the result on any World Series winning manager? So I'm backed up to 1980 right now. And so far, I have not seen one who left after, not even retired after that year. Like they've all come back at later points in times or whatever the case is. Um, It is weird though. I've seen many managers win a World Series and they, the year after they get fired. So like it, like, you know, like, um, who is it? Uh, uh, hold on one second. I got Dallas Green won in Philadelphia in 1980. In 19, 1981 was his last season with the Phillies. Right. I mean, you've got the Billy Martin thing with the Yankees where Billy Martin got fired in the middle of a season after winning the World Series. And then Don Lemon took over and they won the World Series again. So I, I Bob Lemon, not Don Lemon, by the way. I think I said Don Lemon. Bob Lemon, my apologies. Um. See, the Yankees may have done it. You know, Casey Stengel, after they lost the World Series, that happened. Yeah, it, it, it just doesn't happen very often. It's a oh, very wait, rare wait, thing. Wait, I think I found something. Dick Williams. Dick Williams, 1973, won the World Series with the ath- Athletics. Yes. And then, the he Mets, went to the, and then he went to the California Angels the next year. There you go. Here's your and, answer, Dick Williams. Yeah, and Alvin Dark won it as the manager of the uh, A's in 1974. There it is. In the midst of the dynasty, the Oakland Athletics had Dick Will. And, and I'm curious what the backstory was about that. Because we know the backstory behind Craig Council. He just maybe it's time is up. You know, what caused Dick Williams to leave? I'm going to look that up now. Because now I'm curious. <laughs> Dick Williams. <laughs> hey, listen, Ace asked the question. We're trying to give that answer, man. We're trying to figure it out. It's a, it, here's the point. It's a rare thing. It doesn't happen very often. In 1973, with Williams back for an unprecedented third straight campaign, the A's again contested winning the division title. Uh, Williams had a surprise for tired of the owners meddling and upset by Finley's public humiliation of second baseman Mike Andrews for his fielding miscues during the World Series. He resigned. Wow. How about that? Immediately, George Steinbrenner hired him as manager. However, Finley protested that Williams owned Oakland, owed Oakland the final year of his contract and could not manage anywhere else. And so eventually Steinbrenner hired someone else. Williams was the first manager in A's franchise history to leave the team with a winning record after running it for two full seasons. Uh, Dick Williams began the 74 season out of work, but when the Angels struggled under their manager, Bobby Winkles, team owner Gene Autry received Finley's permission to negotiate with Williams, and in midseason, he was back in a big league dugout. So it took the craziness of Charlie Finley for a manager to not have just won a World Series, back-to-back World Series, but Dick Williams was so fed up with the meddling of Finley, he resigns, Yankees try to hire him, Finley says no, then gives the Angels permission to hire him in the middle of the season. Boy, baseball in the 70s was wacky. Wacky. So, Asa, here's the point. It's rare. (laughs) It takes weird circumstances for it to occur. Eric from Philly writes, Evan and Pete, big Met fan living in Philadelphia. 
I can't help but fear that we're headed for another Phillies Braves NLDS. The only team I hate more than those two would be the Yankees. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about them winning this year. I feel dirty rooting for the Braves, but I think I have to, right? Philly fans are insufferable to begin with, and it gets much worse when transplants hop on the bandwagon. To make matters worse, I have to be around Eagle fans as they run through the NFC East and continuously embarrass the Giants. Is it better to root for the Braves to put me out of direct misery and risk them going on to win the whole thing? Or do I root for the Phillies and hope like a team such as the Dodgers take them out before the World Series? It's a lose-lose situation, but what else is new? We're Met fans. Thanks for taking my call. I'll hang up and listen. Uh, Eric, he described it. I, I am with you. We have to root for the Braves. We have to get the Phillies out. Don't want to deal with them. And Eric deals with them certainly more than I do. It's about the fans. Like the tiebreaker in this is you can't deal with those people, Philadelphia fans. You can't have them have success. They were just in the World Series. Waxing poetic about Bryce Harper's home run in the National League Championship Series. So I think it's straightforward that we all have to hold our nose, and it's not easy, and we have got to root for the Braves. But but hold on though, like one last thing about this because they got to slow your roll. The Braves will win the World Series if they keep on getting further. Like the Phillies are going to find a way to screw it up, right? Yeah, I, I get I get your logic. Your logic is, hey, the Braves are the best team in baseball. Pick them off early. It's best of five. Get them out. I'm not worried about the Phillies. They'll lose in the NLCS anyway. But that means we have to deal with them existing longer. Like, they win the DS, so they get a best of seven series, and we have another week and a half when we have to deal with them. Finally, Jeff Cohen writes, I'm hoping for a Twins-Diamondbacks World Series. It would be a big screw you to Rob Manfred for playing the World Series in November. (laughs) It is a very late World Series. Though, remember, in Arizona, no big deal. He has a dome. Minnesota's a problem. (laughs) If you're looking for weather issues, if that's your role here, then it's Twins Phillies. That's it. Because remember, weather's fine in L.A. Arizona's got a dome. Milwaukee's got a dome. Miami's got a dome. The Braves are in Georgia, so the Phillies are the only National League team that could supply you with the really crappy weather. In the American League, it's kind of the same thing. It's just Minnesota. Toronto's got a dome. Tampa's got, oh, Baltimore too. Baltimore can supply you with bad weather as well. Orioles, Twins, Phillies, if you're looking for bad weather. I'm usually uh, a historical guy. Like, I like the World Series rematches. That always get me very hot and bothered. You don't have a lot of sexy, historical World Series rematches. You got Phillies Orioles. They did play in 1983. You got that. You've got, obviously, the Astros have played so many teams. So you've got a lot of recent rematches. The rematch of last year, Astros Phillies. The rematch of 21, Astros Braves. The rematch of 17, the Astros against the Dodgers. You do have that. Um, obviously Blue the Brewers Jays. have not been, we'll say that one more time. Blue Jays and, uh, Braves Lincoln. and Phillies and Phillies. You got Blue Jays, yeah. Braves rematch, Blue Jays, Phillies rematch. You've got, I mean, there's actually a lot Braves twins, but none of them are appealing is my point. Like none of those are, <laughs> ooh, that's crazy. Like of all the world series that would be out there, I'm trying to think what the, oh, Dodgers Orioles. 
because you had that in the 60s? Okay. I think that's my that's my answer. <laughs> I think my, my most appealing historical World Series is, you know, Sandy Koufax and Jim Palmer going out. A little Orioles-Dodgers action. I'd be all right with Orioles-Dodgers. That'd be fun. Ray, Ray's Phillies, you said, too? Ray's Phillies. Oh, yeah, Ray's Phillies. Jeez, I forgot about that. Revenge. The weird one from 2008, Ray's-Dodgers. There are a lot of rematches. They're just not that memorable. Like the big memorable one to me would probably be more Orioles, Phillies, or Orioles, Dodgers. What? Who who needs a championship more? Like that. That's one thing that I have to ask because I know, personally speaking, for us, <coughs> New York needs a freaking championship soon. But like Canada hasn't won in a while, so like Toronto, I I lean towards them. In that right, well, think about this. Think about this, Pete. The Orioles haven't won since 1983, three years before the Mets. The Rays have never won. They've never won a championship. <laughs> Toronto is 1993, so that's only seven years after the Mets. The Minnesota Twins are 1991, which is only five years after the Mets. The Astros, we get it. Texas has never won. So the American League is filled with a lot of relatively long droughts in the National League. Obviously, the Braves a few years ago, the Phillies back in 2008, the Marlins back in 2003. The Brewers have never won a World Series. Never. Dodgers 2020, Diamondbacks 01. So the National League doesn't have a lot of droughts, but the American League does. Like outside of the Houston Astros, those are all, you know, relatively long droughts. So somebody, if the Astros get picked off, and they're not in the World Series for the third consecutive year, which in its own right is an incredible accomplishment to get to three consecutive World Series. That's not something to sneeze at. Uh, there are There's somebody that's going to be with an opportunity to break a drought, maybe win their first championship, such as, our, uh, such as Tampa Bay and such as Texas. So keep that in mind as well. So hopefully we helped you out, or at least we guided you to watch this MLB postseason. <laughs> Uh, you can email the pod with any comments or questions to ricob at gmail.com. Coming up over the weekend, we'll conduct our exit interviews over the 2023 season and try to diagnose what the hell happened. We appreciate you listening and downloading another edition of Rico Brody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.